Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Not again. Not again. Yeah, I learned the game from William Wesley. You can never Curly. check me. Back to back for the niggas uh -huh. that didn't get the message. Back to back like I'm on the cover of Lethal Jamie. Weapon. Back to back like I'm Jordan 96, 97. No. Oh, very important. The Georgia Bulldogs complete the perfect season and go back to back in the process after dominating TCU offense, defense from the first quarter to the fourth. Man, as always, guys, I'm Cheeto, and with me is my co-host, Keegan. And welcome back to a very special episode, episode 100, 100. of Dogs Off the Leash. On the leash. Dang, bro. Let's just, let's just go ahead and start with this statement. The largest margin of victory in any bowl game ever. Ever. After, not, after not, the not. smallest margin, after Ohio State and everything we had to hear about the past defense to come out and just dominate TCU the way that we did. I, I've never, I've never, it's never happened, but I'd never seen anything like it. It was just, it was shocking to me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, dude. It was nuts. I think it was the perfect combination of Georgia doing everything right, being dialed in, executing flawlessly, both sides of the ball, special teams. And then TCU just didn't, didn't play up to the, the hype they didn't play like they had played all season max duggan looked shook from the very first get and they just like never really settled in they had that one drive early on but you know this is a team that you know the big the big 12 may not be the sec but you know parts of it are comparable you know they they do play a lot of the conference uh, was well balanced, so I'm yeah, not, I'm not, I'm not hearing talent that. rich states. You know what I'm saying? It's Texas. So, I know it's a private yeah. school, but listen, yeah, but Texas on. is Texas, no joke. Texas football is no joke. It never has been, and if they're one of the largest states putting out some of the most talent, I mean, it's you know TCU just didn't play up to the hype. It's not even about the Big Twelve. One of our best games, uh, most competitive victories ever came against Oklahoma, which is a Big Twelve school. So. uh I, I think that you know TCU just didn't show up really. I don't think it's I don't think it's about I, everyone wants to make it about TCU. TCU earned their way to get here. Yes, they lost in their conference, but they beat Michigan. They dominated Michigan for most yeah. for the first part of that game before Michigan made that push. They're a good team with you know a, a, a Heisman uh, backup. You know a, a front. Uh, you know the, the runner second, up. He was a runner up, up but he he was yeah. elite and. So they what you want to. They they earn their way there. And I think I think no there's nobody in college football that would have beat UGA on no. Monday. Hell no. The Man, way the offense and the defense was clicking, no way. Georgia would have beat the Falcons, dog. Let's be seriously. honest. Seriously. 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 A lower third of the NFL teams would would have struggled against UGA playing like that. They had the perfect uh, you know, game plan coming into it and just Man, it was just such a beautiful thing. I'm exhausted now because I didn't sleep the night of, and I'm I'm guessing Stetson Bennett didn't either since he, he didn't, he didn't make even it. make the podium next day. Hey, you yeah. know, he's probably layered from last year. He's you know like, that Pappy. Oh, you know he's pulling on that Pappy all night long. His last game going down as a UJ legend, man, have all the Pappy you want, my guy. Go ahead with the Pappy. I'm 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 surprised Pappy don't sponsor him now. You know he what I'm saying? It. Like, he, he sure does, but – uh uh, just a flawless historic victory. I mean, it was the the biggest ass whooping in any national title game, obviously, ever. 
and uh you know just a, a total dominant win a team victory and it's like kind of like you were talking about um before we started recording here just Kirby's ability, you know, just to hype these guys off, uh, uh, to hype them up. They were so pissed off. They were, they were, they were mad. mad. Like I was wondering why they played so angry and Stetson, Stetson alluded to it. There was a lot of people that doubted us during the season before the season, as people know, it was Ohio state and Alabama. They were preseason ranked one and two. Everybody picked Tennessee when they did college game day here. Everybody thought Tennessee had the juice and all this. Everybody, a lot of people thought Ohio State was going to beat us. So these people that are acting like, "Oh, who doubted you guys?" Like, don't like we heard it. We heard it. Plenty of those moments, and you know, I just think it's you could say the same message to a team that wasn't as close knit, and it really might not hit or be so, uh, you know, inspirational to the team. But with the unity and the the brotherhood that these guys really buy into at Georgia. It seems like, you know, motivation is is easy to find when you really care about your teammates. Like, you you know, you want to play well for them. You want to play well for the seniors that are leaving. Um, you want to, you know, play well for obviously your legacy. But, you know, there's more than that. It seems like there is a real community buy-in, a lot of real love for the the Georgia G at large. And that that just speaks volumes to how we can come in, you know, uh, on fire and motivated. I mean, it's a national championship game. Who should, who wouldn't be motivated, honestly? But these guys wanted it way more than TCU, way more, you know, at the end of the day than uh, – or enough more than uh, Ohio State and really anyone we've played. And let's just talk about, you know, giving a round of applause for a perfect season, 15. And oh, that's – And I, lo- been- I love that we can – that we get to celebrate this off of episode 100. Obviously, you've heard the, the historic – nature of this again 15 and 0 is, is keegan saying first back-to-back champions in the cfp era and it i love how all these other teams mainly bama are in shambles right now it's like they're mad at us it's it's like when like perfect example when the lakers won when the COVID thing was going on everybody wants to call that a mickey mouse ring we played all 15 teams that were in front of us and beat them so i don't know who you're upset at but it's not it can't be us tcu earned their way here and you saw people like uh, Lee Corso and Desmond Howard. They picked TCU before the game. So the people that I find out that are most mad are the people that expected TCU to cover or to pull off the upset. And for those of you out there who didn't who didn't see somebody make that call, or for those of you who did, like we remember, we kept all the receipts. So we're not we're not hearing that. And we UJ could have one more championship at least if it wasn't for two or throwing the walk off or Tyler Simmons being on side. So again, Georgia fans, we're going to be a lot, but we, we've thought we were good enough to be here for a little while now, but now to go back to back, that's, that's dry cement that you'll never be able to take away from us ever, 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 ever. Yeah, dude. Like we outplayed them. They were overmatched. And I just feel like, we talk about, you know, the Georgia family at large is having a great time. I, th- I think I've heard this many times now, and I think it's, I think it's true for me too, that last year's national championship victory was just a, it was a cathartic emotional release. Like there were, there were Georgia dogs that weren't with us anymore that, you know, we felt some relief for them in a, in a weird kind of like spiritual way. And just, you know, just the, all the letdowns that came prior to that to finally get one it just felt like 
so uh so right in that moment that you know the world was <laughs> a little bit shifted for the good that Georgia finally got that championship but this one just was fun man it was a it was a fun time celebrating and it just felt I mean when you win by that big of a margin after I mean really by halftime I thought this game was over I mean, you know, and no disrespect to what TCU's done all season coming back. They've they've made a name for themselves coming back now, but it was over at halftime, and I was just laughing. You know, it was almost uh, reminiscent of when Clemson beat Alabama like they did in that national championship. I just laughed through the whole thing, and this this was one of those moments where, I mean, we we put in Carson Beck. That moment with Stetson Bennett on the field was so beautiful where, um, you know, Kirby gave him – you know, a timeout to kind of honor him on the field, just kind of acknowledge the transition. And he got one more huddle with his boys. And that was a real meaningful moment. And I about, you know, pulled back a tear. Cause I was like, that's my boy, bro. You're my boy. Like, you know, it was a, a real tearjerker kind of thing. But then Carson Beck comes in, what do they do? You know, we keep scoring. So uh, just, just a night where Georgia could do no wrong. And uh, overall it was just, Comparing the two championships, it was just a, a fun, a funner experience overall. There's really no drama after a certain point, and you know that's okay. I know if you're if you're a college football fan and you you want to tune in and see a great competitive game because you this got you wasn't don't have the one. This wasn't the, the one that's gonna get your wet your whistle. Sorry no. about it. Sorry, Sorry about right. it. Yeah, like the, uh, for the sports casters that wanted to talk about the game of the century and but don't be mad know, at us. They had all their notes prepared on the talking points. Oh man, when I hit them with this, they're gonna go wild. Like, and and none of that fell through for y'all. It ended up being kind of a, a disappointment for maybe a lot of folk, but for Georgia fans, man, that was a coronation party. That was, uh, you know, I think the way it really turns out, we kind of won the national championship the night we beat Ohio State. Um, everything else was just, you know, nothing. But we kept our composure. I think it was easy to get that mindset. And like, yes, most people are going to go back and say that was the natty. And it really turned out to look like that. But we kept our composure. And we went out and Kirby said before the game, he said one word, aggression. And <laughs> that that's all you saw for four quarters. And I know we want to talk about what this means for the future. But as as a UJ fan, like, guys, we got to we got to sit in this and, and enjoy this. We'll, we'll start the look for the future. I wanted to go ahead and run through uh, the numbers for this game just to give the the significance of how much of a beatdown this was. Um, I saw a couple of tweets too about the uh, hypno dog at halftime, like that, like super trippy with the eyes and everything. Like somebody find me a hypno dog t shirt, and seriously, you can have all of my money. I, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it all to you. So, um, but you're looking for, like the dudes that come out of Bucky's, you know. You uh, it, was, hypno, no, it was great. Dog hat, oh, dude, I'd have everything head to toe Please. sweatpants, a hoodie, whatever you got. Like, Socks. you got some slippers, gotta get some hypno dog dog slippers. <laughs> but, guys, I, I didn't know it was going to be this nasty, but I will say, I did say if Darnell Washington plays in this game, that I liked our chances significantly more. I had no idea it was going to be like this, but coming out of the tunnel, Darnell Washington and Shout out to Todd Munkin, too. This Honestly, this was, of all the games that we played this year, the most perfect game that UGA has played outside of one blown coverage early. Let me, let me tell you how it broke down for UGA and TCU, the drives during the game. In the first half for UGA, we went touchdown, field goal, touchdown, 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 touchdown. 
That's four. In the second half, we punted the ball. Touchdown, 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 touchdown. Another four. Victory nil. And that is a very stark contrast to TCU, who started the game with a punt and then the fumble. And then they had that one touchdown that was after that blown coverage. Then you have punt, two interceptions. That's the first half. Second half, two punts, two fourth down fails, and punt to end the game. It it was it was a masterpiece. And I definitely want to definitely want to shout out the uh, the players that balled out. Everyone remembers A.D. Mitchell's one-handed catch, but Brock Bowers, we thought he was going to be uh, a huge impact player the way he's always been, especially going back to Cali. Seven receptions, 152 yards and a touchdown. Lad McConkey out here showing off. Chatsworth, Georgia, stand up. Five receptions, 88 yards, two touchdowns. Branson Robinson when the game was out of hand. The, the next Nick Chubb, we talked about how he's got a little bit more wiggle, but he had about seven carries, two touchdowns on those seven carries, and then the the best quarterback to play for the University of Georgia. I can't even believe that I'm, I'm saying that. Stetson <laughs> Bennett was just outstanding. 18 of 25, 304 yards, four passing touchdowns, and add on two rushing touchdowns to tie the record in a championship game uh, to Joe Burrow when they beat Clemson back in what 2019 or whatever it was. And he had five passing touchdowns to one rushing. So that's, that is elite company. And we'll see if uh, Stetson ends up in the NFL, but that's for a different podcast. And then the defense also needs their flowers. They were elite five sacks on the day, three turnovers. Javon Bullard had all three turnovers, I believe two interceptions, fumble recovery, bear Alexander, who's going to be huge for the future. Michael Williams is going to be huge for the future in on those sacks. And, for all the talk for Johnston, the TCU wide receiver, he had one reception for three yards. It, three yards. It was I've I've never seen it. I've never seen anything like it. In total, the UJ offense had 589 yards to TCU's 188, and that's and that's the story. That's the yeah. <laughs> that's the story of the game: utter domination and aggression. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Sure, boy. Uh, oh I was goodness. just thinking, like, smooth like butter, like a girl. It was just too easy, man. It was just I'm like, telling you, bro. That that was a game. I, man. I feel bad. Yeah. I kind of feel bad for what we did to them. We didn't have to do yeah, all it that. Was, it was disgusting. <laughs> Honestly, like, TCU looked like they they were like the junior high team you know they did not look like they were supposed to be on that field truly they they did not but the thing is is like i mean you got to go back to their season but that Uh, does that say more about them or more about us that's what i think we're not really yeah i think that is what it says it's like the georgia georgia got progressively better their youngest players that were kind of a liability on paper going in and sure enough had to learn some hard lessons the hard way Immature by the time we get to this 15th game, you know, Kirby talked about just the value of having all these extra practices and time to dial in and time to work on team chemistry and all that. So, you know, uh, you know, and TCU said the same, but I guess like at the end of the day, it's, it's, you know, Georgia, Georgia's had extra 15 practices the last two seasons. And it, you know, it's a cumulative thing. You, you have that, you know, many seasons in a row, you're you're talking about 
you're months ahead of just build, you know we got the same coordinators we got the same schemes for the most part and know? they practice hard too that's why the game looks so easy because our practice are much more intense than that exactly i mean they dialed it in and we honestly we we don't have yeah we might have lost a little bit of talent overall but i think it kind of evens out and this team uh you know some of the young guys on this team we might look back and say oh they were even better than that group of 15 absolutely and the next class is coming in i honestly some of them are going to be better than the last two classes that we've like it's it's serious the way we recruit the way we practice the way you get those extra sessions in and it's just for those of you like i don't want to i'm not going to start the three p talk right now but look at what kirby's done look at what he's planning on doing going forward and look at the schedule for 2023 honestly outside of I guess South Carolina, if uh, Spencer comes back, Tennessee and Florida, like, where's the, where's the? I don't know what we draw in the West next year, but I don't, it's, I don't think it's Bama, I don't think it's it's Ole Miss. So I mean, guys, realistically, like, we're gonna be in this for a little minute. The dogs aren't going nowhere, and it's just we're gonna have a QB competition. So I think that'll that'll say a lot about what 2023 looks like. But Kirby's always said, and I was so glad to hear him say this. Whoever wins the competition, if Stetson's mobility factor as a quarterback is eight out of 10, we're going to need at least a seven or a six to replace him to be an effective quarterback or is what we're looking for. And that's music to my ears, like nothing against Carson Beck. But if uh, Vandergriff comes in and shows that he can move with his legs and is just as good in the pocket as Beck, somebody might end up transferring. So it's there's a lot left to be determined. But for now, man, I'm I'm just happy celebrating this because I never thought we'd see it back to back. Even the most diehard fans weren't weren't expecting this. Yeah, I mean, we we got to a point. I I, I actually I wouldn't have expected many back to backs, but I mean, I just I just really had a lot of faith that Kirby. Once I saw how well he was recruiting, like how better the defense got. Like that first year is like okay, defense is at least a little better. Offense kind of stale. The next year. Offense starts clicking. Defense is really good. And That's the it's recipe. Just been better and better since then. That's know? the recipe, bro. So we built on that. So I, it, it's like if yeah, if if major pieces start going missing, and uh, you know, I guess you can always make some mistakes a little bit in recruiting, but we're recruiting at such a, you know, a click that you know, even if you're wrong about the one guy there's like two or three other guys that were probably undervalued that you were right on. So it, it, it ends up being a wash and I think they're just doing a really good job building the culture within that locker room. But I will take one quick thing and I'll just say something that tickled me. I was like, I didn't want to look ahead, but uh, you know, sometimes I'm just a little naughty. So I I did. look ahead, And uh, without getting too much into the X's and O's, I looked at our other, you know, big teams that we are going to, be you know fighting for uh sharing the you know the four team model of the playoff this last year of the four team you know the teams i really i think that are kind of that those sec contenders that would be you know tennessee uh florida bama and lsu you know those are the kind of ones that i'm looking out for and the quick little nod i'll say is like you said we play Ole miss i think we actually play them at home if i'm not mistaken but uh this is a lucky year for our scheduling so without getting y'all too hype and talking about three peats i will just say that if we can fill some gaps this is a good year favorable schedule yes sir tennessee 
they play Virginia, they play at Bama, and they play Texas A&M, okay? Florida plays at Utah, who's probably going to have Cam Rising back, at LSU versus Arkansas and versus Florida State. Yeah. Bama plays a better Texas team. They play Tennessee at home, but they play at Texas A&M. LSU plays Florida State. Uh, they play at Bama and they play Florida. So <laughs> yeah, uh, and then and then even I wrote down Clemson at South Carolina versus Notre Dame versus Florida State at NC State at Miami. All teams that really could challenge them. So, yeah. And Georgia's schedule, they got three cupcakes, which is, is sucks and bore is. But this was already set. This was already set before he won. Oh, so I don't want to hear. Yeah. So I mean, look. <laughs> The thing is, is that we won't get into three P, but I'll just say, dang, we got some luck on the schedule, and that's part of it. But nice. back to the back to the back to back, a great accomplishment. It's not often that it's been done. Never in this in the CFP, and you know, Kirby's a young man. I just want him to take care of himself. You know, like absolutely. You know, and we don't know how long he's going to be doing this. He's already yeah, saying how he's it's he's a, had to personally problem. apologize to the misses. Because of all the time he's spending on this team, so like it, this is not going to last forever, guys. But while we're here, man, uh, Kirk, I'm glad Kirby's in control because this yeah. this program, it's it's a the giant has been awoken. That's very clear to see. And he said it himself. He said, you know, you guys don't get complacent. So us fans, we got to we got to be hungry and uh, you know push the the program even further. And this this talk you hear it all the time is Georgia the new Alabama, and that's. You know, a great, a great comparison. I, I'm not against it, but sure. With as much respect to Nick Saban, the Bama fan base, all the alumni that ever loved Tuscaloosa when they were there, we don't want to be the new Alabama. We don't want to. We don't want to be Bama. I, I'm that's no. Not, we, we that's not who we're trying to be. We we want to be the Georgia team that always could have been. We have the best pound for pound. Players overall for the state, just compared to the population, compared like the, to Alabama for fast. sure. Yeah, compared to really any state that's got more people, we're putting out a close number, and we get we'll have less people in some of these other states. Absolutely, Florida, for Texas, fast. Cali. But one of the most talented. Okay, and then you look at the academic side of the university, only getting better and better year to year. A top fifteen public universities. I mean, there's only regularly, a yeah, offer more that are. Uh, you know, not private in some kind of Ivy League kind of conversation. So Georgia's a great school, and it's a dragon line in wait. You know, Mark Rick, he took our program to new heights that it hadn't been to in the 80s, and Since. we were in the conversation, and we would have been in many playoffs had it played out that way. But we couldn't win the big games. But, you know, he, he did a lot. He did a lot. But he handed that to Kirby Smart, who saw Alabama's Nick Saban and said, how can I make this better? What would I do if I were a head coach? And he set out a vision, and it's it's really coming true. He raised the standard here at Georgia. We're here now. We're back to back. And, you know, I hope that they can manage their health. You know, I, honestly, I would, I would I'll take a losing season if all the coaches are healthy, if that's what it takes. Because, you know, I want them to be able to sustain it in a healthy way. But at the same time, you know Kirby's hungry for a three. Yeah, he's not going to stop. For a four P, man, Kirby Smart's hungry for a, a win it every year. Ten P. How he's not. He's there. not going to stop, man. He, That's what he's looking for. He's okay. found. He's found the ingredients. He has the ingredients now. 
to do this with the recruiting pipeline. It's never good. They're already talking about that five-star quarterback for, I don't know if it's 23 or 24, the Dylan Riola, Riola. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's yeah. the offensive line, the secondary, the deal, the, the classes that we're putting together, the depth is it's almost perfect. Like heavy secondary class, heavy D line class, 2024 is features and quarterbacks. Offensive line will probably follow that year because the eligible, like it's, it's perfect right now. And, Alabama fans again, y'all are in shambles, but like listen, if you can't if you can't not lose two games, you're not gonna be until it expands to 12, like you're just gonna have to deal with what it is. Like you didn't deserve to be in this year. Tennessee, honestly, if they would have lost their quarterback, probably would have deserved to be in over you. So you can be mad at TCU, you can be mad at Georgia. You need to be mad yeah. at yourself. You lost those games. Yeah. You like, lost I, those games. I don't know who you're mad at. I, I just exactly. don't get it. I've talked to some Bama fans. And, you know, they're saying, well, we got hosed at Tennessee. Okay, if even if you did. I, I, <laughs> I thought you said we got hosed in Tennessee. Yeah, <laughs> like, Keegan, watch, your, watch your mouth, bro. No, we got hosed, like, outside. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, we got hosed in every state. We got hosed. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. But the thing is, like, they got hosed in Tennessee. Even if that's uh, – look, they, there were some bad calls. There were, but they made enough to where it made a difference. They overall. had they had eighteen penalties and gave up fifty points. That's on you. I mean, come on. That's come on, on you. Now. At some point, you gotta you gotta take a little bit of that. But even if you just if you if you don't, even if you chalk it up, it's like okay, well LSU game that they lost, Bryce Young's hurt. Okay, he's hurt. But the thing is, like. You should have an option at backup to where you don't get your ass beat. You're like, Alabama. Backup quarterback isn't playing defense. <laughs> so, yes. it, you know what I mean? So, like, that that's just y'all just not having enough of what it takes outside of just, you know, you're vulnerable. It's okay. But, like, don't tell me that you deserve to be there because X, Y, Z. Right. No, you got to prepare for those things, too, and it sucks. Sometimes that's how the game goes, and that's how a lot of times it's going – out of Georgia's favor, you're just, it, right. you're just getting in the playoff. That's really what it I is. Think, I think they're upset too, like with the comparisons. Like now that Georgia's doing all this, it's automatically, and for Clemson too, it's automatically, are they the next new Bama? Are they the next new Saban or, you know, whatever? And I think that's, that's just a respect thing to what the program has become or was in Tuscaloosa. You guys will be back, but listen, sure. let it, you gotta, you gotta, if you know football the way that you guys act like you do, you should appreciate we're just trying to celebrate what UJ has done. I know the yeah. media is going to make it a versus Alabama. You guys aren't even in our division and that may change here soon, but at the very least, I think we've always respected Alabama from a, we're going to have to go through them. And then we finally did it with Kirby. So this has nothing to do with you guys. Like, let's not make it about y'all. We are celebrating what we've done and we've done a hell of a lot the past two, three, four years. But these last two, we just, we found, the magic potion and it's it's beautiful football to watch regardless of who the opponent was that was a perfect game for UGA I mean all things considered all things being equal if I would take either last year's or this year's team against any any uh, any any team in the last like 15 years and I really in would simulation game like a video game game like I if we're, we're on our on our shit the thing is like both of those teams that we're talking about for us they're just more complimentary. Like you could you could argue that maybe one or the other's offensive defense of one of these other great national championship teams was better. You could you could at least make an argument, sure. but you could not make an argument 
that their team's more complimentary. And at the end of the day, that really does matter in football. And, like, and look at it from this perspective. You have Trevor Lawrence, you have Joe Burrows. Those are generational quarterbacks and all the wide receivers and all the weapons that they had. They were just going to outscore you, right? And you, you use that word, and I think it's so important, the complimentary football. That's how you beat a team 65 to 7. When, well, I forget the, the actual stat that they use, but it's when, like, it, again, just think of it this way. When your defense is so elite that you're just keeping people down low, but your offense is so good, the mar- it stretches the margin of victory a mile wide. Those are, those are things that Clemson, they had a good year. I think they did it once. LSU wasn't really stopping anybody. You just couldn't stop them. That's, that's a big difference in how you beat a team. Like, if we stop you and you can't stop us, what are you going to do? You can't well, do anything you know, about that. A good defense will give you good field position over and over again. And there if you go. give a good offense, good field position over and over again. It's game over. That's that's a problem, okay? And that's what happens. So even if you got the best offense imaginable, if our defense is really to, you know, able to slow you up like half the time, now you're giving also a really good offense short field. And and then every time putting the pressure on the other team's offense to go the length of the field. Absolutely. So, you know, it's a very – you got – you know, as, as – uh, as much as we don't think about it like that, it's like when you play, you know, like your paper football game on the table, <laughs> you know, positioning is very important. And sometimes <laughs> we get lost in the X's and the O's of all these other things, but really it's much harder to move the football back and forth. And when you have, you know, a complimentary offense and defense, that's really what you're talking about. You're talking about field position over and over and over again, falling in your favor. And it's hard to win any game when you got to go the whole length of the field and you're always pinned back. Lead or just, not. Yeah. That's that's asking a lot of any really good team. So, you know, I think that Georgia's just what they've done. I mean, I would, yeah, just put it up there with any other team that you know is in the conversation, just because of that. And there's been other really good teams, and I'm, you know, I'm sure I could be wrong, but at the same time, it's, I don't think that's crazy to say. Let's just put ours in the conversation. Let's not discredit any of those Bama, exactly. LSU, or Clemson's. But you, if, all, if this, all these other fan bases are making these comparisons, I, that's that's I respect that. But at the same time. I have to say that, no, I think what Kirby's done is even better. I'm not necessarily saying he's going to have a bigger legacy than Nick Saban. Dude, that's or, a very lofty expectation, but we're on the way. You yeah, said this like, You said this years ago in the podcast. You said we are going to have an opportunity and a window to chase something crazy or similar to what's been done that only Nick Saban's really done. Like We're, we're at Clemson level right now. Yeah, we're, we're at Clemson level right now. And I don't think we're going to stop anytime soon, like no. Dabo did when he lost his coordinators. Yeah, and and like I said, like you know, without getting too ahead of ourselves, uh, just the way the scheduling plays out, you know, a lot of times we don't want to leave things up to luck or chance or whatever. And I could be wrong. All the maybe all the teams I'm overlooking on our schedule end up being really good. Right, get some out. transfers and end up balling yeah. out. Maybe, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But at the same time, like just looking at it, being real. Uh, aggressive since that's the word of the day with my predictions yeah like our schedule really shapes up well and then again it's not that it just shapes up well it's that it shapes up well in comparison with the other teams that are going to be looking for the piece absolutely we just saw that ECU got in because it's this sport we it's better for the sport that yeah the, the football playoff does expand but since we got the sport team model everyone wants the representative in there yeah it's harder to get two SEC teams in there and overall, like where it really didn't used to matter as much 
uh, you know, like in the NFL, you could have a bad season, like everyone in the NFC South and make a run a from a wild card. Record, yeah. And you can still get out of there, but that's not how it is necessarily uh, as much with, with this, just because uh, losses do matter a lot more out of conference when you're playing, you know, across divisional opponent opponents or whatever. So, um, you know, there some, some of the teams that we're really in that high share uh, monkey in a barrel thing with, or they have hard seasons next year. So that bodes well for us. And it's really about taking advantage of those moments. Like you can say all you want to about TCU getting in there. And it's easy to talk in hindsight when everyone predict everyone and their mama. Right. And now we want to talk about, they didn't belong. Look, they beat six ranked teams. Bro. That's what They're I, how can you say that? Yeah. They beat Michigan pretty good. Like they belong. What, what happened was, is they shit the bed and UGA played amazing. Right. You know we we mean? caught them. I'm telling you guys, focus on find me focus on, but. find me a football team that's played a, a more perfect game than what you just saw on Monday. I'm I mean, yeah. I'm serious. Find it. Offensively and defensively. I it's been a long time. Masterclass. Especially and, on the and, national and, stage on at the game. Stetson Bennett played his the best game of his career. I would I would argue. perfect. And just every ball that he threw was like there were so many amazing catches because Stetson put it in the perfect place where they could only go up and make a play to get it. And that is the definition of being elite at quarterback. And that's not how Stetson Bennett's always been. A lot of times he's gone for the easy passes, but and, he's in and a new tier. I wanted to go ahead and make this public because, I, guys, you remember I was very pro JT Daniels, and I was looking at the the prototypical NFL quarterback, and I really thought that's what he was. I hope Stetson gets a shot. I think he's earned it, but I won't say it's doubt. I just I, – I, we saw him struggle in certain games, and I thought that was going to be a hindrance at some point. He proved not just me wrong. He proved Munkin and Kirby wrong. Kirby said it like we kept telling him no, and he kept proving us wrong, and that that's worthy of a movie in itself. So I want to give Stetson his flowers. Um, I don't know if they're going to end up trying to put him a, ahead of Herschel Walker. But I think it's a real conversation to have. This this guy has done something for the university. And for him to be a, a Georgia native and to love the university just as much as Keegan does, just as much as I do, just as much as the fans and the alums and the students there, like all of that, it just me mean, it means, I know we say in the SEC it means more, but for Stetson to do that and the journey that he had to do, the adversity that we always talk about in sports, the cliche, he did it. And he did it at an elite level. And the the climax, the crescendo, the top of that was him playing his perfect game, throwing for four touchdowns and rushing for another two. I mean, dude, hats off. Hats off to Stetson Bennett. I, I was so impressed with the play of this team, especially him. And just not being, the moment was never too big for him. And he's never scared. And it showed at the perfect time. And uh, God bless uh, TCU and their fans. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes, that's in really – I think he just, like it, – it reminds me, reminiscent of Dragon Ball Z, where, you know, you, you just you, you bring a higher power le level at them, and then all of a sudden they, you know, they go – You've another ascended another level? 
Like, exactly. <laughs> like he he did that shit. Like double he honestly, <laughs> Like whose power level is that? It's like that, that's not <laughs> Stetson. It says Stetquavius. He's he's got a fade. Like y'all, Stetquavius. Y'all messed up. He he literally isn't even the same person. His power level's different. His biceps are a little bigger. Like I thought, like he looked a little, you know, just like bulkier overall. Like I was like, is that Stetson? Like even my dad was like, who is that? Like that's Stetson, you know. So. I yeah, think he just went uh he went super saying on it overall, but yeah, a beautiful performance and hey go guys I, this is I don't think we're really gonna get to appreciate it until a little bit of time has passed because we're on top of the mountain right now. But this is this has been epic. This was the epic season. The 15 and 0 part is just as impressive to me. And guys, uh, I, I loved it. Make sure you guys grab your merch. Can't wait to get this episode up for y'all so you can celebrate. Again, episode 100. Couldn't have worked out more perfect. We've been doing this podcast for a few years now, but it just all coincided to this one moment. Dog fans, always appreciate you guys. Keegan, I appreciate you too well as well. And as always, guys, back-to-back champions, you know what it is. Off the leash. I do it for the dogs.